from the University of Texas at Austin, KUT Radio. This is In Black America. They made the announcements on July 12th. My category, Norm Melvin's category, was announced on the live streaming part, and they said at the end of their live streaming announcement to go to Emmys.com to see a complete list. And I just wanted to see who was nominated in my category and went on there, saw Diana Riggs, Bisley Tyson, Viola Davis, Cherry Jones, Samira Wiley, Kelly Jenrette, and I started screaming because that was my name. And Melvin called me. He was at work at the time and said, babe, you're an Emmy-nominated actor. I said, I know. Do you know if you got nominated in your category? And he said he didn't. So I went to his category, the Outstanding Actor in a Short Form Comedy or Web Series, and saw his name there and started screaming again. (laughs) And that's how we found out. Kelly M. Jenrette, actress and first-time Emmy nominee. Jenrette, along with her husband, Melvin Jackson Jr., have been nominated for Emmys. They are the first African-American married couple in the award's seven-year history to both earn Emmy Award nominations in the same year. Jenrette for a role in The Handmaid's Tale in the same category as Cicely Tyson, Viola Davis, and Diana Rigg for Outstanding Guest Actress in the Drama Series and Jackson for Outstanding Actor in the Short Form Comedy or Drama Series for Singler, This Is Eddie Murphy's Role Is Mine, Not Yours. Both passionate and serious and committed to their craft, Jenrette's talent also extends onto the stage in the nominated musical, The Color Purple, where she earned an individual ovation for Best Featured Actress as Nellie. As a child growing up, she wanted to be a forensic psychologist, but thought later it's better to play one on television. I'm Johnny O'Hanson Jr., and welcome to another edition of In Black America. On this week's program, Kelly M. Jenrette and Melvin Jackson Jr., the first African-American couple nominated for an Emmy in Black America. It means a lot in a sense of, you know, we've come so far in this, this industry that mm-hmm. after you think about after 70 years, we're the first. Mm-hmm. So that can only be orchestrated by God for us to be the first of many who are great, who have come before us, who we stand on the shoulders of. So we're definitely honored and we understand that there's a sense of um, responsibility that we have to represent in the manner of moving forward and making sure that we're not the last. Melvin Jackson Jr. has been doing this acting thing for a while. He is an Emmy-nominated actor, as well as a comedian, writer, producer, director, children's books author, and CEO of Urban Vision Entertainment. At the age of 18, Jackson started his entertainment career. Would you believe he once auditioned 15 times to win the role as Bernard, the cell phone guy on the HBO series The Wire? He also played the bully on the CW's Everybody Hates Chris, Jackson, and his wife Kelly M. Jenrette are being considered for a total of three Emmy nominations this year. They are raising awareness of how far the industry has come and yet how much further it has to go. While it's not uncommon for a married couple to be both nominated for acting Emmys in the same year, an African-American couple has never had that opportunity until now. Recently, In Black America spoke with this history-making couple. They made the announcements on July 12th. My category, Norm Melvin's category, was announced on the live streaming part, and they said at the end of their live streaming announcement to go to Emmys.com to see a complete list. And I just wanted to see who was nominated in 
my category and went on there, saw Diana Riggs, Cicely Tyson, Viola Davis, Cherry Jones, Samira Wiley, Kelly Jenrette, and I started screaming because that was my name. And Melvin called me. He was at work at the time and said, babe, you're an Emmy-nominated actor. I said, I know. Do you know if you got nominated in your category? And he said he didn't. So I went to his category, the Outstanding Actor in a Short Form Comedy or Web Series, and saw his name there and started screaming again. And that's how we found out. I know. So where were you born and raised? I am originally from Atlanta, Georgia, ATL. And, born and raised. And what was life like growing up there? You know, it was great. I didn't know anything else because that's where I was born and raised, and all of my family was there. My parents were from a small town called Adel, um, which is about three hours south of Atlanta. And, you know, people would talk about the humidity and how bad the humidity was there, and I didn't know what they were talking about until I moved out to California and then went back home one summer and stepped off the plane and it literally took my breath away. I enjoyed my time in New Orleans at Xavier, but I initially wanted to be a forensic psychologist. And after I saw the pre-med track that they had me on, I took my first science test, passed it, aced it. But then I just decided I would much rather be one on TV than in real life. <laughs> so I went back home and got my degree in theater. So when did you know that you had this talent, hidden talent? You know, honestly, there were two two films that really kind of sparked an interest in me. The first one was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Mm-hmm. And I got to do a play in the fifth grade with my teacher, Mr. Hornsby. And I got to play Charlie, the lead. And then I remember my daddy took me to go see, a couple years later, The Five Heartbeats. And I fell in love with that movie. It became one of my favorite movies. And so acting was always something I loved and was passionate about. But as I got older, I had convinced myself that it wasn't a real job. And it was just more (laughs) or less something I could do on the side. So that's when I really kind of began to to focus on the forensic psychology. Um, and then as I got older, realized like, okay, girl, <laughs> you, you, this is a real job. Acting is a real job. <laughs> and how did you get to part Annie? Uh, my team reached out to me for the audition and I went in and auditioned with Bialy and Thomas casting office. They are amazing. Had the audition did a call back and then got the call that they wanted me for the part. Was the audition similar to the part that you played? Yeah, the audition was very similar. There was actually more in the audition than there was in the final scene that we got to see on on screen. But it was it was very similar. There wasn't a whole lot taken out, but there were a few things that were removed. Now, you're in season two, episode four. Is that normal for Emmy nomination to be in just a short period of time in a series? You know, according to all of the articles that I have seen and everything that people are saying, it's not too typical for for something like this to happen. But I know the God I serve, and if mm-hmm. he says that this is what he wants to happen, then 
there is no door that any man can shut that God has opened. No, that's right. How important is it to have that right agent who had really has your back? It is so crucial to have an agent that is rooting for you. I absolutely adore my team, my agents, Mitchell and Judy, my manager, Robin. I never feel like I am just a client to them. I never feel like I'm just a number. They will tell me to turn something down in a heartbeat because it's not about the money. It's truly about the part and the trajectory of my career that we all want to take. And so you need to have people that look beyond you just as a client or a number, but they see you as an individual, and they are just as passionate about your career as you are. I understand. In that first scene, you had dialogue, but in the second, you didn't have any. Were there any dialogue in that second scene, or it was just the way it was written? Yeah, there was never any dialogue in the second scene. It was just a moment of Annie seeing Mm -hmm. the life that she wanted to have with Luke um, and that he now has with this woman that he, he loves. When you look back over the time that you had spent, what are some of the, 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 the preparations that you're glad that you undertook to get you to this point right now? Wow, that's a wonderful question, John. You know, for me, the very last thing I do when I get an audition is try to memorize the lines. Mm -hmm. The first thing I try to do is understand who this character is, what the character wants in the scene overall, what the character wants specifically from the other person or people in the scene. And so what what I am proud of that I do is that I do take the time. I can easily spend two, three, four hours on an audition really just diving into it. And I think that that level of preparation um, has gotten me to this point. When you look at what you've done thus far, what has been obviously the, the Emmy nomination, but some of the other roles that you, you, you played that you were particularly proud of? You know, there is a theater piece called Eclipsed that was written by Denai Gurita. Um, she is on The Walking Dead, and she was the uh, head of T'Challa's army in Black Panther. She is an incredible actress, a dynamic writer. And so I got to do that theater piece, and it was a character that I had never done before. It was, um, And actually the piece was on Broadway. Lupita Nyong'o uh, was in it as well, but I did the L.A. premiere of it about five Liberian women during uh, the revolution that was happening during that time. And uh, the character that I got to play, she was in, uh, she was a rebel soldier in the army fighting um, because she did not want to stay in the the camp where she was with these other three wives being raped and made to bear this commander's children. Um, but it was just such a meaty, meaty role that I loved. I understand. What do you think the media overlooked about your performance that the actors responded to? You know, I don't know that the media really overlooked anything. Um, I do think that the voters saw a woman, a real woman that was hurt, that was, that felt betrayed and that was trying to make it right. 
with uh, her husband's lover. And I think that's kind of what drew them in, that we got to see another side of June, Elizabeth Moth's character, to see how her choices and decisions affected not only her life, but the life of her lover's life as well. In doing the research for the, this conversation, I saw that you gave a, a lot of credit to Kelsey Scott in helping you all with the campaign. Yeah, you know, Kelsey Scott, another brilliant actor that I know from back home, actually, um, when I got the Emmy nomination, she was one of the first calls that I made because she was also nominated in the short form category last year. And I just wanted to pick her brain about things that she wished she could have done differently or what she really liked that she did. And so she was just a great help and a great resource to me. When did you and Melvin meet? Melvin and I met August 20th of 2014 at a friend's going away party. Is it difficult to have, a, I guess, a functioning marriage when, when both people are in the same industry? It can be difficult, but I, I honestly think that it would be difficult even if we weren't in the same <laughs> industry um, because marriage takes work, you mm-hmm, know. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think that being in the same industry does add a, a level of complication at times. You know, we can both be so overdramatic when mm-hmm. it comes to <laughs> disagreements. And it's like, oh, my God, are we doing a movie or what is happening here, you know. But it's the, the beautiful thing is that you have someone in this industry who understands your schedule. You know, me having to fly back and forth between L.A. and Oakland to shoot the film that I'm working on. It's never like, oh, my God, why can't you just stay home? There is a level of understanding because we are in the same business. If you're just joining us, I'm Johnny O'Hanson, Jr., and you're listening to In Black America from KUT Radio and speaking with Kelly Jenrette. And we're hoping to have her husband, Melvin Jackson, Jr. They're the first African-American couple to earn an Emmy Award nomination in the same year. I was going to ask you about that, Kelly, because when individuals are... Okay, we, we have Melvin on the line. What I wanted to say is, is, is when you have a couple who are in the same industry, the understanding that certain things has to happen and if you got to go off to, you know, to shoot a film... Then you got to go off to shoot a film. So mm-hmm. there's n- no really you know, tug of war of, of why you have to leave. Right. Yeah. And that's the beautiful thing. And even, you know, when the craziness of pilot season comes around mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you have three, four or five auditions in a day. And, you know, there is that understanding the work has to be put in. However, you still have to find that time to sew into your marriage because, that is very important, and that's something that we are focusing on keeping in the forefront of our marriage. While we love all of this any stuff and everything that's happening, the marriage comes first. I understand. Period. Melvin, mm-hmm. are you there? I'm here, sir. Yeah, we're talking about you. Okay, <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> hey, hey. So where are you? Today? So where are you, I'm Melvin? I'm in Detroit right now. It's You're really in my crazy. hometown. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the General Motors, matter of fact. All right, you going by the Fox Theater while you're there? I'll probably do that. <laughs> okay. Mel- uh, Melvin, tell us where were you born and raised? I was born in Washington, D.C. 
And how did you get the nickname Jay Reed? Uh, well, that was my alter ego. <laughs> I, and, um, I, I was a rapper, and so I just wanted to go with a name that was just different from me. And mm-hmm. I love Into Deep, the movie, and I just gave myself the name Jay Reed. I understand. I asked your wife, Kelly, you know, how you all found out about the nomination. What was your reaction when she called and to let you know that she had been nominated and she was scrolling down the the uh, categories and saw your name on there? What was your reaction? Well, my reaction, first, when I saw her name, I was immediately excited. And I said, let me give her a call. I didn't even look to see if I was nominated or not. Um, I was just so excited for her. And so she asked me, was I nominated after I told her she you know, was nominated? And I said, I don't know. So she looked and she kind of gave me the news. So I think that that was a beautiful exchange. And I wouldn't have, um, you know, changed that for anything. I think that that's kind of how it was supposed to happen, just so we have that beautiful story for us. Mm -hmm. So I'm just excited to hear that news from her, but just really be excited about her more than myself. So what did the, I'm going to ask you all, what did it mean to you all to be the first African-American couple to be nominated for for Emmy in the same year? It, it, It means a lot in a sense of, you know, we've come so far in this this industry that mm-hmm. after you think about after 70 years, we're the first. So mm-hmm. that can only be orchestrated by God for us to be the first of many who are great, who have come before us, who we stand on the shoulders of. So we're definitely honored, and we understand that there's a sense of um, responsibility that we have to represent um, in the manner of moving forward and making sure that we're not the last. Tell us about the role that you played. This is Eddie Murphy's role. Is mine not yours? I know it's a lot. It's called This Eddie Murphy Roll is Mine Not Yours. Um, it, it, it is a web series that I co-wrote with my wife. I produced and I started in just pretty much giving myself the opportunity to have fun, but also make a statement by saying that I would love to audition for the role of Eddie Murphy. And I understand that this industry, they're going to go after names and someone who has a little bit more clout than I do. But I said that I want this role bad enough to where I'm going to take out my competition. In a sense of, as an actor, we know that we sometimes have roles that we really, really want, but we don't get. And we're like, what if we had the opportunity to really take out our competition, but kind of just do it in a fun, fun way, but mm. also just make a statement that I could portray Eddie Murphy or could do something similar to what he's done in this business if given the opportunity. Now, when I got the email about you all's nomination, I had to go back and then pull out some of the DVDs. And I saw you on one of my favorite, favorite series, The Wire. I want to know yeah. how did you get the hookup for for that for that role, Bernard? That that was really an interesting story because I that was one of my favorite shows too, and still is to this day. I saw the show and I said I want to be on the show, so I was trying to submit to be on the show. They actually called me in to be an extra several times, and I said no. After the third time, I'm like, okay, let me do this. Maybe this is the reason I, God's testing me. So I do it. Long story short, 15 auditions later, I ended up booking a role as Bernard and kind of went from, I feel like being, went from being the janitor to a part mm-hmm. of the company. Right. So it was definitely a, mo- a motivating and humbling experience in the, in the same circle. When you look back at, at, at what you've gone through thus far, and I asked your wife the, the same question, what you learned over the years that have put you in the position that you're currently in now? Be patient understand that it may not just be your season. You look at everybody around you, some people who've come in after you, who have careers have blossomed. Everybody has different journeys. So I, I never want to look at someone else and be like, well, I want to be like them, or I want my career to be exactly like theirs. 
everybody has their own road they have to walk down. So for me, it was being patient, waiting, and here it is. This is the best opportunity that I would have never imagined to be nominated the same year with my wife. It's it's beyond my imagination. Now, I did watch the series, The New Edition, and I'm going to probably have to go back and watch it again. Did you have to learn some of the rap songs from Curtis Blow? Well, I actually didn't rap in, in, the, okay. in, the, in the series, but I really wanted to. I, I feel like everybody else got to perform. Why couldn't I? So I was always just ready. Like, my name is Chris. Like, I was just getting, just getting ready, you know. It, it was just, it, it was an um, amazing experience because for the first time as an actor, I transformed into a, a, a character without having to. It just happened naturally to where I walked on set and I became Curtis Blow and everyone called me Curtis Blow and that's what I answered to. And it was just a fulfilling experience as an actor. And he was at the house. He wasn't practicing. Practicing. I said, if I have to hear one more Curtis Blow song, okay. (laughs) I, I I wanted to add, did you really put a banner on your car driving around Los Angeles? I sure did. <laughs> I, I sure is it, did. Is it still on there? It's still on there. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to take it off after voting in or just keep it on until we find out. I don't know. We'll see. What is it like now that you all have been nominated? Can you all just go out and be normal people now, or has it gotten a little bit helter-skelter? No, it's been completely normal. You know, I am able to go out and go to the grocery store and run errands and do everything that I need to do. Melvin, I'll say, go ahead. Go ahead, Kelly. Interesting thing happened the other day that was kind of blew my mind. I thought my wife was punking me or something. (laughs) We left uh, after party for a premiere for a friend of ours, Regina Hall, and a guy came up to me and said, Melvin, can I have your autograph? I'm like, okay, sure. This guy had like five of my headshots printed on eight by ten really? glossy paper. I was like blown away. I was like, "They just want to do this because this is really happening." So it was really, really a humbling experience, and to to be in the realms of like I see that happening all the time with other celebrities, but I don't put myself in that that category. Mm. I don't expect people like want my autograph, but it's still a re- rewarding experience to have someone appreciate your work the way they. Are waiting outside of a venue for you to come and sign the artifact. I understand. I understand you're getting much love from Bowie State. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when you look w- when you look at you and all's journey thus far, what has, has kept you all on the straight and narrow? Each other and God. I understand. I understand. Mm-hmm. I understand. So in Detroit, what are you doing? Are you are you I- uh, performing or, or what? I actually have a film that I produce and I'm in called Be Somebody, and we're having a premiere for it on Sunday at Southfield Mall. So we're definitely just out here promoting, doing um, radio interviews and TV interviews just to kind of promote it and bring the city together and support. Did I understand that you got a, you have an entertainment company? I read some. You Ur- read, Urban Vision Entertainment. Urban Vision Entertainment. Tell us about that. Yeah, Urban Vision Entertainment is something I created when I was about 18 or 19. And it was just something that I wanted to to represent where I come from, not just urban, but just in a sense of I wanted it to be something that I could be proud of. And as a you know young kid, I wanted to go and manage artists, and I wanted to make a difference in my community. So that was for me was urban was was what I I saw. I didn't want it just to be just to be in the urban community, but to be worldwide. And it was just something that I came up with, and from that point on, I've just been kind of developing it and getting into the point to where eventually it can be 
a big name company at some point. I've been asking all my guests since last week, since the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin, passed away. And, of mm. course, Melvin, you're in Detroit, but I'm going to let yeah. the lady go first. Uh, <laughs> Kelly, do you have a Aretha Franklin moment? You know, I did not have the opportunity to meet her in person. But, but listen to her, listening to her music. Yeah, absolutely. Respect. I think was the was the hit for me, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I remember the episode of Fresh Prince where Tatiana Ali performed the song and it was just like, yes, that's what I want. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Find out what it means to me. And, and uh, that's just one of my biggest like, ah, uh, yes, Aretha moment. Mel, do you have Aretha Franklin moment? Kelly took mine, so I'm going to say <laughs> chain, 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 chain of food. <laughs> For someone want to entering your, you all's profession, what advice would you give them? Study the craft. Study what it is that you want to do and understand that it may not be in front of the camera where you're best at. It may be behind the camera, or it doesn't always have to be directly in the industry. It could be the entertainment lawyer. It could be someone who's actually helping someone get to the next level. And I just understand you have to know everything about this business. And if you don't learn as much as you can, and then also know that if you want to do it, you got to believe in yourself. Your your self-esteem has to be so high, not cocky, but you have to be so on it that you have to appreciate yourself more than somebody else in the beginning. I understand. Kelly? Yeah, I think also just be clear on what it is that you want from this industry if you are in it for the fame notoriety money be clear and understand what comes with that i think for me i did not begin to truly see success until i stopped focusing on the attention and started focusing on the assignment that god had god has for me and so my prayer is always with whatever audition if there's an assignment that you have for me to fulfill or something for me to receive on this set, then that's where I want to be. And if not, I don't. And so I think just being very clear on what your purpose is and wanting to be in this industry will help to guide you one way or another. Final question, Kelly. What movie are you working on in Oakland? I am working on a film called All Day and a Night, which is written and directed by Joe Robert Cole. He is the co-writer of Black Panther. And it is starring Jeffrey Wright and Ashton Sanders. Regina Taylor is also in it. It's an amazing film already. We're not finished shooting it, but I already know that it's going to be amazing. Melvin, what and you it'll ha- be on Netflix. Melvin, what do you have coming up next? What I have coming up is I'm working on a domestic violence documentary called I'm a Survivor, No Longer a Victim, where I'm pretty much just helping women um, share their voice, tell their stories, and bring awareness to this epidemic that's been happening and men being a part of that problem. I wanted to be part of the solution. Any final comments? Thank you. Thank you for having us. We're, we do, do not take this for granted at all. Thank you all for representing, and, you know, we got our fingers crossed. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Absolutely. Kelly M. Jenrett and Melvin Jackson, Jr., the first African-American couple Emmy nominees. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions as to future In Black America programs, email us at inblackamerica at kut.org. Also, let us know what radio station you heard us over. Remember to like us on Facebook and to follow us on Twitter. The views and opinions expressed on this program 
are not necessarily those of this station or of the University of Texas at Austin. You can hear previous programs online at KUT.org. Until we have the opportunity again for technical producer David Alvarez, I'm John L. Hansen, Jr. Thank you for joining us today. Please join us again next week. CD copies of this program are available and may be purchased by writing In Black America CDs, KUT Radio, 300 West Dean Keaton Boulevard, Austin, Texas, 78712. That's In Black America CDs, KUT Radio, 300 West Dean Keaton Boulevard, Austin, Texas, 78712. This has been a production of KUT Radio.